Right, guys, first of all, I'm glad you guys had a good time on a two-day tour. The pictures of you guys and the sheep were quite endearing. Okay. Um, we're going to have a really good topic today that has a lot of Lomdish implications and a little bit of Machshav implications also. Let me just give you a little bit of background. It's actually a famous Shas again. Okay, here, let's see what we got here. Okay. Um, we have as follows. We have an idea of a minimum shear. That when the Torah uses a verb, let's say, achila, there's a standard amount. Okay, of course, what's the most standard halachic amount? A kezayin. I just want to point out, notice that could play a role both in mitzvos and in isurim. If the Torah says, ba'erev tochlu matzot, what do we tend to say halachically? On Pesach night, you have to eat a kezayin of matzah. If the Torah says, don't eat chametz, what do we tend to say? That achila again means a kezayin. Now let's be careful there, because what does that mean? So the psak tends to be, you only get the onesh, you only get the punishment if you ate a kezayin. If you ate less than a kezayin, it's still usher, but there's no punishment. So notice how kezayin is influential on both sides of the divide. Both on the mitzvah side of the divide, you have to eat a minimum amount for it to be eating, and on the iser side of the divide, that there's certainly no punishment when you eat less than the shear. Where the iser comes from is what we're going to discuss right now. Okay, everybody good with that so far? Okay, and that is the famous sukkah called Chatsi Shear. Okay, Sage, thank you. What is the status of... Because I think... Sage, did you give out all the sheets and not get one yourself? Oh, no. Okay. Because are there more sheets somewhere? It looks like Sage is looking for them. Okay. Thank you. Joey Kaplan, thank you very much. Okay. Oh, here we go. Okay, so uh, let's look at where this comes from, what the status is. Okay, so let's start with Yom Ha'ayin Okay. Yom Ha'kippurim Asr Ba'achila V'shitio V'chitza V'sichav V'nilasenav T'ashmish Amita. So this is quite famous, guys. Yom which is, of course, the Mesechah about Yom Kippur. Yom means the day. So it's actually interesting, because if you ever learn Mesechah Yom guys, Josh Milstein, you'll get to this in Yom one day. The uh, only part of Yom Kippur that's really our Yom Kippur is the last chapter. What are the first seven chapters about? Yom Kippur in the Beit HaMikdash. That was a big deal, right? The Seol HaShem, the Seol HaZazel, etc. Our Yom Kippur is really only the eighth chapter. So how does the eighth chapter start? These are these things that are Aser on Yom Kippur. Now notice which word the Gemara used. It used the word Aser. Now Aser is not such a strong word. What would be a much stronger word? Chayev, right? Aser just means you can't do it, right? Because in Halakha there's always the Aser Mutter Axis, can I do it or not? And the Chayev Putter Axis, do I get... A punishment. So the Gemara says, wait, Asr, Anish, all right, sorry, sorry, I can't resist one more point, guys. Notice how many Nuyim are listed? Six. Six. But we always talk about the Chamishi Nuyim. This was a big favorite to elementary school teachers. Why is it five and not six? Because Achila and Shtia are one. But when you're teaching this in fourth grade and you don't want to talk about husband and wives being together, there's this famous trick. You just leave Tashra Shamita off and count Achila Vishtia as two. They make a clever move in elementary school teachers throughout uh, Jewish history. Okay, but the reality is that Achila Vishtia are one. Okay, so now the Gemara says, wait about these five Inuyim. Asr, why use that term? Anush Karidu. What's the right way to say it? Yechayv Kari. Amr lo Ah, what's the case discussed in the Mishnah? I'm eating pachomidishir. If I'm eating less than the shear, what can I not have? What can't happen to me? That's what we said, right? Chatsi shear could be usr, but it can't be that. You get no onesh. There's no onesh for chatsi shear. Because that, that bolsters what we've been saying so far. 
Then the world of prohibition, schatzi shares aser, but no punishment. Okay, now comes a famous machlokas, guys. You cannot hang around any yeshivish party if you don't know this machlokas. Okay, it's good. After this, guys, you go to yeshivish party. Beforehand, you would have been kicked out. Okay, here we go. Gufa, chatzi shir. Rabbi Yochanamar aser minatora. What kind of iser is it? Daraita. Reishlaka shamar mutter minatora. It's a rabbinic prohibition. With the writer, you can actually eat a chati kezayit of chamis. Rabbi Yochanan, our in the Torah. Now, here comes, guys, let's pay close attention. What is the basis of saying that it's an Issa Doraita? Kibben de chazi litsterufe isura kachal. Now, that line could mean a lot of things. Let's just translate it first. What's chazi litsterufe? It's fit to join, meaning if I eat half a kezayit, half a kezayit could be joined with another half a kezayit. That's why it's Asr Doraita. Now, if you had to spell out the Svar, guys, what's the Svar saying there? What does that mean? Since it could be Mitzdarev. So what? Yoni Kurtz. Excellent. So one way to say it is that it's a fence. That the way to get to eating a Kazayat, we eat half a Kazayat, and you're halfway there. And therefore, you're much closer to violating the Asr. So there's almost like a Doraita Syug, a Doraita fence, so you not get to the full thing. That is one classic way of understanding Chazi Litzdarufi. Josh Milstein, what do you think? Okay, so you want to know at that point why? Okay, so the truth is, to be fair, it could be the chazi shir doesn't have to mean exactly half. Chazi could just mean a partial. So your your point is a good point. I would just say that it's not obvious that you're halakhli wrong. Maybe that is exactly the case. Yes, Sage. Well, it also could just be that like part of eating a whole shir at some point encompasses eating part of that shir. So if like to do something that's you don't you're not. Okay, excellent. Did you, you ever hear this? You just thought it out yourself right now. Okay, guys, we, I just wanna, we're going to go out of order. You guys know I like when she is a little dramatic and dynamic. So there's a famous Chakira in Rabbi Chanan Wasserman, and that Chakira is exactly Yoni Kurtz for Sage Freeman. So let's just look at that Chakira. We'll go out of order a little bit, guys. Usually when there's a safer called Kovates, it's often Rabbi Chanan, right? Kovates RS, Kovates Shmuel. So go to store six, and he has a beautiful, formula, beautiful formulation of this Chakira. He says, "Hine betam chazi shir sa asim natora." What's the reason why chazi shir sa asir? Eat the biyumayin dalbet the chazi litzdarufe. V'yish litzdapik. Here we go, guys. This is great. This is even better than chefsagavra. Get this down, okay? V'yish litzdapik. Im had the chazi litzdarufe who sibat ha'isur o de'enol siman v'hochacha. Now again, this is called the sima siba versus siman chakira. Let's just get the two words down. We'll understand what's going on here, guys. If I say something's the siba, what am I saying? It's the reason, right? We shouldn't do B because of reason A. If I say it's the siman, what am I saying? It's not the cause of the reason, it just reveals something about the situation. Now, if that sounds too abstract, let's plug it in right here. If I say chazilitz terufe is the siba, am I in Yoni's camp or Sage's camp? Yoni, what is Yoni saying? Since I might end up eating another half and violating this biblical prohibition and getting an onesh, much smarter to stop right here and to not do it at all. Okay, that would be Chazilitz Terufe as a Siba. What does it mean it's a Siman? Let's read one more line. To kim de Chazilitz Terufe al karchach yeshbo iser. Dem lo kin lo yeshav shir Basically, it's saying it can't be that two rights make a wrong. Like, let's say when I eat Chazilitz Kezayit, I haven't done anything wrong. So why would it be that when I eat another Chazilitz Kezayit, all of a sudden, I'm Chayef. Right, either eating chametz and pesach is bad, or it's not bad. You could say it's only more severely bad. Basically, what's this arguing? 
that quantity is just a question of how much bad. Quantity is not a question of whether it is bad. So what does Chazdez Trufi mean there? Since I could eat another half and be chayev, what does that reveal? That the first half was also problematic. Haven't seen the difference there? Okay, we'll do this once again. This is a very subtle chakira. Okay, what is chakira again? Is chatzufi a siba? What means a siba? It's a cause. It's a rationale. Don't eat half because you might end up eating the other half. It's dangerous. Or as Sage would say, it's a siman. If eating a second half could make me chayev, that reveals that the first half must have been a bad thing too. Right, things don't get bad just because you doubled the amount. They were either bad to begin with or they weren't bad. One more second, guys. Now, since we're already in the world of great lumbus, see, now you could all go at lunch and say, forget Chefza Gavra, Siman Siba, that's where it's at. Can anyone tell me a nafkamina between the two? We always like to look for nafkaminot. Is it some kind of fence, as Yoni Kurtz would have it? Or is it more inherent, as Sage would have it? Avi, what do you think? Uh, maybe it's that. Uh, it, the nafkamina could be whether the first was an Okay, you're on the right track. You're on the right track. Although I would just say, even though I think you're on the right track, even if I say it's a fence, the fence is still problematic. It's just problematic qua fence. But I think you're on the right track, though. Yeah. Uh, Joey Gidalia in a Hawaiian shirt. Oh, where's the uh, Hawaiian shirt club in the back there? Aaron Levin, what do you got today? It's okay. David Bentor, he's not even here. Oh, there he is. Uh, okay. David, how come? I don't understand. You're such a good guy. How come Shirt Club puts you to sleep every week? Okay. How's, uh,. Look, the Sioux lady's not even asleep. Look. Okay. He's totally into it. Okay. Yeah, Joey. Okay, very interesting. So, Joey's right. One way to look at this a bit more might be the case when we tell someone to eat less than a shear. Okay, we'll get to that a little bit later. Noah. Uh, excellent. So there's a famous case as follows. What if it's the last second of Yom Kippur, and I would like to eat a chazi shear of food? All right, so what do you say, guys? So if the issue, who should oster it, who should monitor it? Sage should? Prohibit it, because sage, chazi stufe, just shows that it's inherently wrong. So it's just as inherently wrong in the last second of Yom Kippur as the first second of Yom Kippur. But if I'm on the Oni Kurtz team, it's only a fence so that I not come to finish the shiur, but if I eat the chatzi shiur in the last second of Yom Kippur, I couldn't possibly finish the shiur. So that, guys, this is well known. We'll see two other nafkamina. That is the most famous nafkamina. Right? What about a chatzi shiur in the last second, where according to the siba theory it is fine, according to the siman theory it's a problem. Yeah. Oh, very good. I'm not going to but I'm going to respond to your first point because I think this is a fascinating source you should know about. Guys, there's an Akron. I'm trying to think if I quoted him in, I think maybe just in my morning show, not in Chush. Did, did Rev Yosef Engel ever come up in Chirkoli this year? Just in, uh, just in the morning show, right? Rev Yosef Engel has a fascinating chapter. We asked the following question, guys. Are there any Doraitas that are fences? Because we're very used to the idea that rabbinic law is a fence. But maybe one could argue, how does every Doraita work? Every Doraita is an independent value. It's not just there to protect some other Doraita. 
So he raised this fascinating question, maybe we should object to the idea of any deraita being a fence, and he used three or four test cases that might be fences. So if you guys are curious, you had some good learning one late Thursday night, read Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef Engel on this question. Is there such a thing as a siog or getter deraita? Even though it's not my topic at all now, guys, just it's too interesting to pass up, anyone want to toss out a possible candidate? A deraita they review as just a fence for another deraita, as opposed to an independent value? What do you got, Aaron Levitt? Excellent. So that is, okay, that is one of the things he discusses. If we say that, by the way, it's a little bit tricky because remember, guys, Machlokas, Rambam, Ramban, if Shomenegia is the right to you guys are all aware of that, right? Right? Don't we all discuss that every day of Yeshiva High School? Right? So the Rambam says that the Drasha, Lotik Revula Galot Erva, is a right to Drasha against Kibuk Venishuk. The Ramban says it's Durabanan. But here's the interesting thing that what Aaron just raised. When the Rambam says it's the right to Drasha, does that mean that? I shouldn't kiss my neighbor's wife so that I don't come to have relations with her. Or there is an alternative, of course. What's the alternative? I shouldn't kiss her because I shouldn't kiss her. Right? So it's not obvious there, Aaron. Even though you're right, that is a good candidate. It's not 100% clear that it's a siag. Maybe it's an independent value. And if you have another one, Josh, all. Okay, yeah. Avi. Excellent. Excellent. You guys could have uh, read, written this from Joseph Engel. What about not having chomets in your property on Pesach? Right? Baal yira, baal. You might say, is that again some independent value? I'm trying to dissociate myself from the whole of chametz, or it's very simple, smarter to not have chametz in your in your possession because you might end up eating it. So notice what you did, guys. We and now you guys could uh, you can eat even better at the next yeshivish party you go to because you could quote Yosef Engel and say, and I've got three candidates, three doraitas that might just be fences. Number one, chatzi shir. Number two, ba'yira ba'yimatzei on Pesach. Number three, in terms of Shomenegia, those are three interesting test cases to try out. Yeah? Also, maybe like driving a bike in Shabbos, is that like... Okay, except for one thing, what's the problem with that? It's not a Shadaraita. We all know that the rabbis make fences. That's not up for question. The question is, are there any Doraitas that are fences? Yeah, Noah? Uh, very good. That's also an interesting example. Okay, why is it usher to cook meat and milk? Just to clarify how strong Noah's question is, right? It is really pretty unique in the world of Machlod right, guys? There are a lot of things in halacha that you can't eat. There are very few things in halacha that you can't cook. So is Bishel Basavachalav some kind of Gedah or Siag? I'm trying to remember. I think Yosef Engel raises that also. So we already have four interesting test cases, guys. I'm just trying to remember one thing. This TS2 famous farm, one is called Lekach Tov, one is called Asvel Doraita. I'm trying to remember which one it's in. I think it's in Atvon Doraita. Okay, I'll look it up at home though. I'll get back to you guys. Okay, yeah. Chalav Akum. Okay, Dan Belge is a star of Yeshiva, but he is caught in the same problem once again. Okay, what is the problem with the Chalav Akum example, guys? That is also Drobanan. Dan Belge, I'll give you an assignment for the rest of Shir okay? You could think of a hundred Siakam Drobanan, but guess what? It won't affect our discussion. We're only interested in Doritos. Okay, yeah, Yoni. Ah, except for one thing. Okay, Yoni Chris did something very good, but we're not discussing it yet. Okay, we're actually, we're not going to discuss it at all today. Our whole conversation today is about Chatsi Shir for Isurim. If I miss, unless I misunderstood him, Yoni's saying, what status does Chatsi Shir have for mitzvah? Is that your question? Well, no, because can I tell you why I, I thought it had to be your question? Because we don't make brachot on Isurim. Right, so so what's, how could the, how could the broth be an afghan if you don't make broth on Yisurim to begin with? It's just that you're afraid of it, and so then eating the food, you should still make broth. 
Ah, you mean Habrakha Rishona? Yeah. Oh, okay, that's an interesting question. I'm sorry. That's a clever question, but I'm not going for now. That is a clever question. Okay, yeah. David Bentor, oh, I'm making a comeback. Okay, that David Bentor guy is one of the most interesting guys in Yeshiva. Caught between the religious Zionist impulse and the Haredi impulse. Yeah, go ahead, David Bentor. Is what? Wait, wait, wait what, what's this? What's the siyug doing? What? What's the getter? Wait, but Mimanavshach. If I'm actually carrying from one area to the other, wouldn't that seem to be a independent answer? And if it's about, let's say, don't go out on Friday wearing something, that's a drabana. Where do you have the right to that offense? And what, what, what is it, what's the defense for? So that you don't end up using, like, you don't end up transporting materials or building or something like that. I mean, you want to say that, that the 39th Malacha is just to prevent you from doing the other 38? Yeah. Okay. It's a big Kiddush, though. Okay. Big Kiddush. Again, I'm not saying I can disprove it, but it's pretty big Kiddush. The only reason I can't carry from A to B is because we're afraid I'm going to do Malacha in B. Ah, look, you're raising a good question, which will be discussed some other time, which is Hotza. And let me do this for one second, guys. I know there's another tangent, but guys, listen to the tangents, you become educated. Hotza is sometimes called a malacha garua. What would it mean it's a malacha garua? What's something garua? It's a lesser. Now, why is that, guys? What, 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 are, what are we against Hotza? Why is it like not stand the candle to, I don't know, plowing and planting and writing? What, what would make Hotza a malacha garua? Al. Very good. Isn't ever, almost ever the malacha I change the world in front of me? Right? Even if I write some kind of piece of paper, it used to be a blank piece of paper, and now it has my little poem on it. But when I do hotza, arguably, I haven't changed the world, I've just moved it around. Right? So it's not obvious at all why hotza should be a malacha. So this is a very interesting topic, maybe we'll do it in Shirkali another day. Does that have any halachic implications? Is hotza just like a chiddish? But once, it, once it's in the mix, it's just like ever the malacha. Or maybe there's certain leniencies built in to hotza. So I don't want to do too much of my attention here, because I've already done a long one. But I'm aware of three examples where there might be a kula built in to hotza because it's a malacha grua. So David, I'm saying you're on to a great question. And you have an interesting answer. There might be other ways to answer it also. Okay, if anyone's curious, Rav Reim HaKohen is a very impressive Talmud Chacham on the Rashid of Oniel. He has a whole Sefer and Hilchot Shabbat, a Masechet Shabbat, where he has a very interesting theory why Hotzah is a Malacha. Okay, and it's not for us right now, but it's a, it's a fascinating theory. Yeah, Chaim Stanton. No, but aren't you cheating now? You're basically, no, it's not, even if it's Xera, it's Xera plus, no, but the claim is the only reason the Torah asserted X is so you don't come to Y. That's the only reason. I mean, that's the question. Is there such a model? Maybe there isn't. But, let's say one last thing, though. I'm not sure why it would be a theological problem if there'd be such a model. Maybe every legal system has independent values and fences, so why can't the right to have fences also? Right? It's, not, it's not, like, unheard of. I understand why there's a little bit of a reluctance to say that. You want every right to have independent stature. But I'm not sure why it has to be that way. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that's interesting. Okay, so Zach's right. I just have a little wary about converting to a full machshavish here, but where where chukim fit in are interesting. 
Zach, I like your point very much, just I'm not sure I would categorize Chukim as fences. And Chukim's point might be, I say that, but you did a very clever parallel there, because in both cases you might say they're not for independent reasons, they're for some other reason. But I'm not sure that some other reason would be the same thing. Is that what I'm trying to say? But I do like your parallel. Okay, one more point, we're going to move on. Yeah, Dan Melch, wait, you have 20 more Dura buttons. Um, yeah, actually, I have something that is like the Raita, which is Ayat is a fence from another Raita. Yeah. So it's like um, the, the Ten Commandment is Slot Ahmad. Like, so oh, that's interesting. Not, not You're saying maybe Lot Ahmad is so that you don't come to steal it. Yes. Yeah, so Guess what, Dan? I should not make fun of you. That's a great example. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Okay, that was great, guys. Actually, Dan, I'm, I'm going to praise you publicly because I just make fun of you. Okay, if you ever read Startup Nation, right, there's a discussion. Who has read Startup Nation? Okay, so there's a discussion there. Wait, Chaim, you read it? That's it, Chaim Stanton is the only serious guy in the Shiva. Okay, so you answer the discussion there why Israelis are good at, at high tech, at startups. So there's many theories, but one of the great theories is how do people tend to succeed in startups? You have an idea and it fails. You have a second idea and it fails, and then your third idea makes it really big. But that means you only get to the third idea if you could deal with the failure of the first two. And the claim is that you can only have a startup nation in a culture that could tolerate failure. If you're in a culture that can't tolerate failure, so then you never get there. It's a very powerful idea, actually. Okay, so uh, Dan Belge, way to go. You tried once, it was Durban. You tried again, it was Durban. But did Dan Belge despair? He did not despair. He tried again, he nailed it the right uh, Way to go, Dan. You belong in Startup Nation. Yeah. Yeah. A little offense. The market. Oh. It says, so then, so, it says, That's a close reading. All right, I don't, I don't want to fight about it. Okay, all right, guys, guys, we're gonna move on. So let's just sum what we've done. I'm gonna sum. Okay. No, I'm not, I'm not saying you're trying to be facetious. I just, I just don't get it. Okay. Uh, no, no. Al was not trying just to be clever. He was trying to save shot. Okay. All right, guys, let's just review the. Uh, we review the two tangents. Can we get the two tangents down? We're gonna move on. Why is Hotsa Malacha Grua? You don't change the item in front of you. Great. In review of Angle's discussion, whether any directors are fences. What are four possible candidates to be fences on at the right to level? Actually, now that Dan Belge has said five possible candidates to be defenses on the right to level. Here we go, guys. Let's go. Okay, what was the first one? Lo Tachmod. Shom Nagia. Bishal Basar Bachalav. Bayra Bayamatze. Wasn't there some fifth? Didn't I have a fifth? Oh, an Argomar. And? Chatzishir. Okay, we're good. That's pretty good. Five candidates. Okay, back to Argomar, guys. So we have this Chakir about Chatzishir. Okay, what's the Chakira? Is it a Siman or a Siba? And then we discuss what Nafkamina. Okay, let's go back to the Gemara and Yoma. Okay, let's go back to the Gemara and Yoma. And we have, now again, what did, who said Chazlitz to Rivi Rav Yochanan? Because Rav Yochanan says it's Aser Doraita. Now I'm on the second line of Yoma. Reish Lakashimah Mutam in Achila Amarachman of What does he say? If the Torah says Lo Tochal, what does Lo Tochal mean in Halakhic Hebrew? Don't eat a. Kazayat. So I less than Kazayat. I didn't violate the answer. So he says it's purely rabbinic. Okay, here we go. Eight favor of Yochan Reish Lakish. All right, who's our keyword man here, guys? Okay, who should we pick on? Okay, Tanakh Eisenberg, can we pick on you? We'll see if uh, your Tanakh expertise extends to Gemara. What kind of question is Eitve or Meitve? Okay, Abirsh knows because he's memorized the Gemara card. Yeah, Abirsh. It's a challenging From a? From a writer. Yes, from a higher source. So Rabbi Yochanan says, very good. See, guys, you all memorize the Gemara card. Like Yabirish. Okay, here we go. 
can take a break from your study of Christian theology and memorize the Gemara card. Okay, here we go. Adrian Yochum Lakish. Ainly ela kalshi yeshno ba'onesh yeshno basara. If there's an onesh, there's a warning. V'chatsi shirho ve'eno ba'onesh. I know there's no punishment. Yachol eno basara. What would that mean? I might think there's no warning. Naming is not even a prohibition. Talmud Lomer, kol chelev. What does kol chelev tell you? Well, guys, what kind of drush is the word kol all the time? Kol comes to? Include. So kol chelev tells you you can't even eat a chatzishir. So doesn't that seem to indicate that it's an iser? Doraita. Says Reish Lakish in classic fashion. Midrabanan. Vikra asmachta ba'alma. Right, that bright that never meant it as a serious drasha. It's just an asmachta. But let's leave aside Rav Reish Lakish for a second. Now Rav Yochanan's kind of interesting, guys, because Rav Yochanan now has two sources. He's got a svara and a pasuk. If we stopped Rav Yochanan on the street and said, Rav Yochanan, why is chatzi shir asr What two things can he say to us now, guys? I've got a svara called chazlitz terufe, and I've got a drasha called kol So that raises the question that always intrigued me, what's the interrelationship between the drasha and the svara? And as you guys know, I'm a big believer in human reasoning. So I like the idea that even when there's a drasha, you can't really escape the need for some kind of svar. And we'll see why right now. Because I think often if you're trying to apply a drasha, see what the scope is, well, even if you know the drasha from tradition, when you're trying to figure out the scope, what will you often have to do? Misvara, how far should I extend this drasha? So I'll give you a great example, guys, in the Tosefet Yom Kippur. Okay, Tosefet Yom Kippur has a great example of this principle. All right, let's take it away. Lefiz and Nichem has Shikshu Atosu. Right? Tosu is trying to figure out why do I need both Kolchela plus Chazlitz Nerufe. Okay, Dezu in Akushya, Dilav Tama, if I didn't have the reason, Lo Yalfinan Mechelev Lishari Suin Shebatora. What might not have done? Again, I might start with the context where the Drush is taught. What's the context? Forbidden fats. Chelev. Why would I not make the extension? Here we go. Mishum, I said, what's the place for a second? Shehein Belav Obemita. Now, this is kind of interesting, guys, because most forbidden foods are not death penalty crimes. But apparently, for whatever reason, chelev is an iser curry. So what could I easily have said if the drasha is in a chelev context? I will limit iser chatishir to curry-type endeavors. And then it wouldn't be a problem to eat, I don't know, unshechted meat, eating a chatishir of nevela. Right? Why should that be a problem? It's not like the paradigm of... Chalif, look what he says now. Ah, what's the place for a second? What does he want to claim, guys? Very clever. Right, what does Chazlitz Rufi say? Well, whatever the Chazlitz Rufi Svara is, what if that Svara also applies not just to curry type things, but to other things? So notice what he's done, and this is a model I think we should use a lot. We start with the Drasha. But we use Svara to apply the drasha. So you really do need both. Right? Kol Chelev is how you know there's an Isser called Chatzishir. How much should we encompass beyond Chelev? Well, since we're rooting it in Chazitz Tarufe, therefore we extend it beyond, beyond Chelev to other categories as well. Kevin, good so far? Okay, now there's a lot of great stuff coming up. I have to sneak it all in in 19 minutes. Let's see if we can do that. Okay, let's go first to another Nafkamina. Okay, again, what was our major Chakira? Siman versus Siba. Corey Gold, how are you doing? Because I, I, you know, I never do this, but I would take advantage to make fun of Madrech Dereshikoli. Okay, Corey Gold might be the best Madrech we've ever had. But 
I'm kind of trying to figure out when he has time to find all these GIFs. Coyly, Coyly, get a life, enough with the GIFs. Okay, okay, next. Okay, so let's go back to, let's go back to the COVID moves. Okay. But I, I, would, I did preface it by saying he's probably the best majority I've ever had. Okay. Okay, but even when I praise someone so I could criticize them, the praise is still real. It's not fake. It's still authentic praise. Okay. Oh, he's saying it's not two separate themes. It's one theme. Okay, that could be. Okay, unlikely, but could be. Okay, so let's look for another nafkamina. Okay, look at the last two lines of Rabbi Hanan. Okay, the chain nafkamina. This is very clever, guys. I think Abe Hirsch was heading this direction. He just needed one more push. Im yesh al shir shame ha isur kagon chelav o trefa o kiyotzebezeh o she'enu le isur b'fnei atzmo. Okay, what's Rabbi Hanan getting at in the second nafkamina over here? Let's say we say you can't eat chatzish or chelav or chatzish or nevela. What are the two ways of conceptualizing that? Did we catch what he's getting at here? Is chatzish or chelav an iser of chelav and chatzish or nevela an iser of nevela? Or are they simply both part of a larger iser called chatzishir? Meaning maybe you could say, what does the Torah do? This one gen- generic iser, don't eat chatzishir of anything that's and at that point, there's no difference between Chatzishir Chelev and Chatzishir Nevela. Or Chatzishir Chelev should be viewed as a subset of Chelev. And Chatzishir Nevela should be viewed as a subset. I understand the Chagira? But now comes the best part, guys. This is Rebbe Chodin's beautiful alumnus. I always say he's the clearest brisker. Guys, how could the two Chagiras relate to each other? The Siman Siba question and the... Isser Prati, Isser Kali question. Can not see how you might logically draw a line between the two? Aaron Levitt. Oh, he's a little hesitant there. Yeah. You, want, you want to give it a shot or no? Um, you don't have to. No pressure. Just, I thought you were slowly, you were kind of debating whether to raise your hand or not. No, nah, I was just Oh, you are just scratching your hair. You're just scratching your hair. That's going to take a long time. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Does anybody else want to say how the two could, how could the two relate to each other? Yeah. Simple. Excellent. Simcha is a future lobbyist of Israel. Guys, if I go with the Sage Friedman argument, what am I saying? That two wrongs don't make a right. Meaning, if it was bad to eat a kazayat of chametz, it's bad to eat half a kazayat of chametz. Isn't that arguing that I'm already in the world of chametz eating when I eat a chazishir? So if I say the Sage Friedman argument that it's a siman, it's an iser chametz, not a general iser. But, but Simcha is right. What if I say it was all a siyag? It's not really like that I'm violating chametz yet. We're just afraid. So maybe what does Allah say? Don't take chances of any surim in general. There's one general iser called don't take chances, which is a general iser called chatishir. So I would agree 100% that simple, very, very good. If it's a siman, then it's an iser chametz, it's an iser prati. If it's a siba, you could say it's an iser kli. They might say, I'm glad that's so abstract, what does it matter? But then I have to tell you something amazing, guys. I'm going to do it outside because we're out of time, but there's an amazing Ramban in the Torah Adam in Source 9. Those of you who want to read it inside. Guys, the Ramban wrote a book on Avelut called Torah Adam. It's the most important halachic book on Avelut from the Rishonim. It has a big impact on the laws of mourning. The Ramban raises the following fascinating question. Let's say somebody's sick on, and we're feeding them because of Bikuach Nefesh. Okay, so do we have an idea, maybe we have an idea that, feed them a less stringent iser and not a more stringent iser. So I've got Chelev and Avela, and I could feed them to keep them alive. 
since chelav is karet, I should feed them nevela. Everyone good so far? Okay, but what if I could feed them chazi kezayin nevela or chazi kezayin chelav? Does it matter at that point? Guess what? The Ramban has two deot, whether it matters or not. Now, clearly, would you guys all agree, those two data are exactly our question. If there's one generic answer called Chatzi Shir, then there's no difference in halacha between Chatzi Kizayin Chelev and Chatzi Kizayin Avel. So either one works. If I say every Chatzi Shir takes part of the identity of the full Shir Isser, so just like a full Kizayin of Chelev is worse than a full Kizayin Nevela, so to a Chatzi Zayin of Chelev is worse than a Chatzi Zayin Nevela. So this Ramban is a wonderful nafkamina for the second part of Rabbachan. Let me just summarize Rabbachan and take questions, and we'll get to the perhaps the last part of Shir. We'll see if we have time for two more parts. Okay, and what did Rabbachan say, guys? Major question, Chakira Siman Siba. What are the two nafkaminas so far? As you guys said, last minute of Yom Kippur. And do we say, as Simcha said, is it an Isser Prati or an Isser Kloli? If you tell me who cares whether it's an Isser Prati or Isser Kloli, so the Ramban came up with a great case. If I have to eat under duress, does it make a difference whether I do a chazi zayit nevela or a chazi zayit nevela? Okay, any questions that we've done thus far? Okay, yeah, Al. I tried to connect siman to prati. Yes. Yeah, but the general rule. What's the svar of it? That quantity does not define wrongdoing. Wrongdoing is a function of quality, not quantity. Yeah. But that means that I'm already in the world of chametz eating when I eat but, 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 half a kazayat of chametz. Can't you just apply that to any place where there's a problem of eating? Okay, so let's see if second, that's always true. Okay, now we get to one thing, guys. This is a, I love giving this year because the lumdus is good and the philosophy is good. It's just all good. Okay, is that really true what I just said? What did I say till now, guys? That wrongdoing is never a function of quantity. It's always a function of quality. Understand this far? And that basically is the Siman Svara. And therefore, Chatzi Shir is already involved in the problematic behavior. But the question is, is that true in life? Is that true in life that wrongdoing is always a function of quality and never a function of quantity? So take a look now at source, uh, let's do source 10. Okay, this is really wonderful. Okay, as you guys know, there are two Isurim in carrying on Shabbat. One is what David Bentor mentioned before, right? which is going from Rishud Yochet to Shurabim or vice versa. Okay, what's the other way to violate Hotzah, guys, besides that? Just in Rishud Rabim, what can I do? Carrying something for Amod in Rishud Rabim? You guys aware of that? That's also in Rishudaraita? Okay, now just, we're going to come back to this later. What does that usually entail? What's called Akira, Havara, and Hanacha. What's the Akira? I pick it up. Havara, I bring it to its new place. Hanacha, I put it down. Great. But for our purpose now, let's focus on carrying something for Amod, now, you might have heard this idea that if I have something that I need to crucially carry on Shabbat, how do I do it? I do like two amot at a time. Right? You ever hear that idea? Yeah. And then that way I'm not violating the real Isser. Uh, but look at this, Chudusha uh, Ritva. What am I violating when I do that? So you could have said, I'm if I'm Rav Yochanan, what would most of you have said? If I'm Rav Yochanan, I'm still violating Isser Doraita, right? Whether it's Chazlitz Trufe, Kochelev, or a combination. I'm still buying an Yisudaraita. Look at this Ritva, guys. Even Rav Yochanan would say, Why? Why? 
What's he getting at, guys? If you get this far, you're really good. Okay, why does he claim that even Rav Yochanan would not view this as... Can anyone tell me what it is? Yeah, no. Okay, but even aside that, besides the Akira, I think there's something else going on. We'll get to your Kisvara in the next source. Yeah, Sage. I think, like, the definition of Kisvara is like a minimized version of the whole. Oh, excellent. But if you don't have Akira, then you never even... Okay, but you guys are... I, I, I shouldn't have focused on the word Akira so much. I, I misled you guys. You're all right. What Sage said is right. What, what Noah said is right. But even if I did do an Akira, and then walked to him and put it down, I think you could say this right here. What is he... The key word here is not Akira. The key word is Mim Komo. What's he getting at? Joey Dahlia. Ah, here we go, guys. Ready for me. Another reason I love this year is I get to use one of my atrocious sports analogies. I always look forward to those. Okay, here we go, guys. Let's try the following argument. Who's a good baseball player here? Oh, we have Josh Shapiro, right? Josh, who do you pitch, who do you pitch against, Josh? Oh, yeah? Is, is Turbo the best baseball player in the Okay, there you go. Okay, here we go. It's a multi-talented man, Tanakh, and baseball. Oh, you have a conflict in your life. You have to figure out if you face east or uh, west. Because okay, biblical man and baseball man, you have to figure it out. A ch- ch- conflict of identity there. Okay, we'll have to check with Jonah Iceberg which faces. Okay, so in any case, uh, let's say Jonah Iceberg's a great hitter. Okay, he hits the first time up against Josh Beer pitching, straight over the fence in center field, deep center field. Okay, hits a home run. Great. Okay, second time he's up, he pops out beyond, right behind second base. Okay, so the ump says out. Jonah Iceberg says, wait, I don't understand. When I hit it, 390 feet, it was a home run. So I hit half of that. I hit it 195 feet, right? So it should at least be a double, right? It's, it's half. So why is that a terrible argument? Because a home run is not just 390 feet. There's a threshold. If you pass the threshold, you've done it. Anything short of passing the threshold is zero. It's not half. If you hit the ball 378 feet and the center fielder catches it, it's not, oh, it, there's no such thing in baseball as close to home run. Close to home run is not a factor, right? It is either home run or it isn't. So I think that points to the fact that in certain areas of life, it's not true that quantity is just more or less of the same thing. Whenever there's a threshold you need to pass, right, then quantity is quality. Does everyone understand the point? Quantity being quality? Okay, great. Why is there an iser to carry something for a mot in Rishutarabim? What if I say that, what does Allah assume? That anybody who walks, their area, like let's say I have my space, let's say we get to my personal, what if Allah recognizes your personal space? Like don't get in my space. Okay, so what if your personal space is four amot long? So what have I done when I carried something four amot? I moved it beyond my personal space. What have I done if I moved it two amot long? Not half of it, zero of it, have I got that? So now we have a very important Hakira. Right, where maybe Sage's argument is often true, but not always true. Again, what is the Sage Simon argument? That if it's wrong to do in a larger quantity, it must be wrong to do in a smaller quantity. But now we've seen that might not always be true. If I carry something to Amot in a Shutarabim, I can make the argument that that's not half of Hotza, that's actually zero of Hotza. That's like popping up over second, it's not half of home run. And therefore, it's not, even Rav Yochan would agree that it's not Usr. It's all right. Did I just make one more point? Because both Noah and Sage made this point. It's just good for a different case. Okay, then I'll take comments, guys. But as I said, it's just a great suya. Look at this Fas Emes. Oh, here we go, guys. Okay, the most important Hasidic safer out there, the Fas Emes on Shas, a little known fact. But now you guys know the truth. More important than the Fas Emes on Chomesh, than the Kedushas Levi, than even more important than Rav Tzadok. That's where it's all at, the Fas Emes on Shas. Okay, here we go. So it says the Fas Emes. 
the Mishnah Shneim Turim L'Chorin Yerah. Guys, remember that first Mishnah in Shabbat when like the Ani and the Balabai keep passing things to each other? Wait, but isn't each one doing a Chatzi Shir? So shouldn't be us or... And no, if it's right, if I like Rav Yochanan, it should be us or... But here, no one said you're absolutely right. Why is it not Chatzi Shir? Here it's even more convincing. If there are three stages, Akira, Havar, and Hanacha, if I only do the Akira, only do the Hanacha, that's not I did the whole thing, but half quantity. That just means I didn't do the whole thing. Right there, it's even easier. But there's even a terminology. People say, that's not Chatzi Shir. It's Chatzi Melacha. Understand the phrase? Right? If I eat half a Kazayit, I did the entire act. I just did it with a smaller amount. That's Chatzi Shir. Even in Shabbos, you could say that. If I do Bishol, but I do Bishol with a very small piece of food, that's Chatzi Shir. But if I just do Akira or just do Hanacha, that's not Chatzi Shir. That is Chatzi Melacha. Okay, I'm going to sum up for one second and they comments. But I think we really have beautiful love this year. Okay, what do we have here, guys? We have the sage Friedman theory in Rabbi Namely, Chatzi Shir Chazli is a Siman. What does it mean it's a Siman? Things don't get bad just because you did more of them. Either they're bad or they're not bad. Therefore, if it's bad to eat a Kazayat of Chametz, it is also bad to eat half a Kazayat of Chametz. That's the Siman theory as opposed to the Siba theory. We have now seen where that might break down. Maybe there are cases where quantity is quality. What I call where there's a threshold. If you cross the threshold, you did the act. If you didn't cross the threshold, you're not doing it. There's no such thing as half of a home run. Half a home run is zero parts of a home run. So maybe you could say the same thing. We had two good examples so far, guys, right? One is the Noah Sage example in the Svasemis. If I just do an Akira and just do Hanacha, that's not Chatzi Shir, that's actually, what was the phrase again, guys? Chatzi Malacha. I didn't only have Malacha. But the Rigva, even bigger Chiddush. You might have thought that carrying two Amot in Shudarabim is not like that. He says even carrying two Amot is like that. Because where did four Amot come from? Not some magic number for the sake of argument. The sense that there's your area, your domain, and four Amot is beyond your domain. But once that's true, if I carry something two Amot, I didn't carry it half beyond my domain. I never passed the threshold. And that's not a Sudaraita, that could at most be a Sudaraita. Okay, now comments. Josh Milstein. What would the what would the spark what would the spark for that be with or the opposite way with uh, with with the Israelis? With say it again? Meaning, well, I just missed the last word. The spark would be the opposite way with. I mean, if we're saying that 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 the spark would be that 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 Shlomo is with with an eruv is because it's considered it's still considered with eruv name. What would the no? Well, why did you throw in the eruv? Huh? You oh, sorry, I, 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 I didn't bring an eruv at all. Uh, Carrying just carrying a baseball, two I'm on a Yeah. Yeah. So, me, uh, Amy, is there, is there a parallel spar for that in in Afghanistan? Uh, in no, so maybe the answer is no. Maybe Sage, this is where things get really interesting, guys. Maybe Sage is right about all eating prohibitions. That eating is eating, whether it's their quantity is just quantity, right? Either I eat a lot or eat a little, but it's all eating. But Otsa is not like that. So you're right, Josh. We have to figure out how far this new spar applies. I, just did a, I, I only went to bring up Josh to show that Sage might not always be correct. It could be he's never correct. It could be he's mostly correct. But again, the Sage assumption was quantity is only quantity. It's never about the quality of what you're doing. And I just wanted to develop a model where quantity is quality. And if quantity is quality, you could say here we would not say Chatzishir is also the writer. 
Okay? But you're right, though. Maybe it's limited to Shabbat for the sake of argument. Yeah, David Ben Tor. Why what would be a Sia? Oh, we're back there again. Okay. David Ben Tor, this famous Chiddush, that there are 38 Malachot that are independently Asar. And one of them is a Siog for the others. It's very much the Kiddush. Go ahead. Okay. Okay, you're saying the fact they were willing to circumvent it might indicate that. Oh, David Bentor, you have to. David Bentor, you have to close your bubble comment and go to Masechet Shabbos immediately. Okay, you've raised another very interesting question. What is the relationship between Muktzah and Hotzah? Should I view Muktzah as some kind of mini Hotzah or some kind of expansion of Hotzah? Or Muktzah and Hotzah have nothing to do with each other? That's the question you're raising, right? To some degree. Okay, there's a huge conversation in Hilchot Shabbat. So, David, you have three things to investigate in Hilchot Shabbat. Tell Rav Gavriel, I'm not doing bubble comment until I learn all of Masechet Shabbat. Okay, one would be, why is Hotzah Melech Grua? Okay, two would be, actually we'll just do two. And two would be, what is the relation between Muktzah and Hotzah? Okay, anybody else with a question? Yeah, Yoni Kurtz. Um, the example of Ritzler gives of like Hotzah, would you say that that's Right. You have to figure out, Yoni, I think some of the keys you have to think halakhically that when I take it to Amod and stop, that's like a closed action and it's over. Right. And when I then do the next Amod, it's not added, it's a new one. If you think about it that way, then your question falls away. Right? It's only if you analyze it in like, a, like exactly. So, correct, I understand, but I just want to open the possibility for you how you might be able to neutralize the question. If every Amod comes to a halt and then is like mailed in as a finished product, so then you never actually do the four Amod. Yeah, Joey. Uh, let's, I'm sorry, I don't get to Mark. 12.50, we can't. No, you're not allowed to ask a new rule. You can't ask any Mark questions at 12.50. Okay, yeah, Eitan Papa. Is there like a final rule we have, or is it kind of like basically? Meaning, if Sage's argument wins or not? Yeah. We tend to assume that Sage is right about things like Yisui Achila, but in the two Shabbos examples, we tend to assume that Sage's argument does not apply. Both the Arba Amot and, and what was your case? And Akira without Hanacha, or Hanacha without Akira. Yeah, Al. Okay, very good. Ever catch what Al just said? That was a very clever point. Okay, maybe we'll close with this. Even though there's a lot more to discuss here. Feel free to come over to me. Um, the Sage Friedman argument would seem to lead to the Shabbos exceptions. Because again, what's the claim? Oh, if it's inherently bad, it's inherently bad even in a smaller amount. But that would not apply to Akira and to Arba Amot. But Al is absolutely right. If I was never talking about inherent badness, I was only talking about offense, a slippery slope, then arguably... It makes no difference, right? Maybe even Chatzim Malacha should be usher as far as the slippery slope is concerned. Very excellent. So in theory now, guys, we have three nafkaminu in our Siman Tzibach Akira. The last minute of Pesach, is it a Isser Prati or an Isser Kali? And perhaps Al's point, is it a problem in Chatzim Malacha? If I'm sage, I should say no. If I'm uh, Yoni Kurtz, I should say yes. All right, everybody have a great job. Ashre Yoshve Vesa Hakan, Ashre Yoshve Vesa Hakan, Ashre Yoshve Vesa Hakan,